What had been the worst of times, the worst day in history is now the best of times. The devil thought he had won. At that very moment, the devil was struck a head blow, which is a fatal blow, and Jesus Christ will never die. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ here on In Grace Radio. Welcome, and glad you joined us today. And we have been in a series called The Story of Jesus. We're going to get back into that. We have just about a week left, and we'll get back into that in about a week and a half. But today, since Easter's coming up in about a week and a half, we're going to talk again about how the resurrection of Jesus can change my life today. Not just save me. Of course, we know the resurrection is integral uh, as part of God's plan for salvation, because if Jesus hadn't raised from the dead, then there is no salvation. There's no uh, accepted sacrifice. Uh, But since he did, it's all true, and he's alive, and in his life gives us life if we'll trust in him. But it can also change our life today. As Christians, the more we know about the resurrection, the more we think about it, the more we understand it, the more it's going to give us power. The Bible talks about that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. So that's what we're going to do today and next week here on In Grace. Can the resurrection change my life? And spoiler alert, yes, it can and it has changed my life. We also are really excited about tomorrow's special In Grace episode because, as you know, Monday through Thursday, we're preaching in the pulpit and from uh, Scripture. On Fridays and on our weekend show, we actually go somewhere. So what we're going to do this time, we interview two people that made this wonderful movie. It's called Hope in the Holy Land, and it is about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And how should we as evangelical Christians feel about this? It's very well done. And we interview the makers of this movie. We actually put film clips in here. You're going to really love these guys that did this. And they become good friends of mine. And uh, you definitely want to tune in tomorrow for our special Hope in the Holy Land uh, edition of In Grace. We also are going to Israel. So if you'd like to go to Israel within Grace, consider checking out our tour on our website. So you can go to ingraceradio.com. And when you go there, look for travel, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel. And there you'll see two trips. You'll see a trip to Alaska this summer. And that's something you might be interested in, a cruise in Alaska with In Grace and a creation speaker and special music. It's wonderful seven-day cruise. But then the trip to Israel, our 2024 trip to Israel is there. You can get a brochure. It's in February. And if you've ever dreamed of going to Israel, then check that out. And we would love to show you this amazing land of Israel, the land that you've probably read about, uh, heard about, uh, thought about, and now you get to go see it. And those of you that have gone to Israel, I know you're dying to go back because I've been there about 20 times and I'm dying to go back. And so if you'd like to uh, check out our tour to Israel, go to ingraceradio.com, click on travel. It had been predicted by many different prophets, exactly all the details, even that he would be born in a specific place, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, that he would heal people, 
that the, the lame would walk and the, the blind would see. And isn't that incredible? When you start to understand all that he did and all that he taught, he came into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday proclaiming himself to be the Messiah, the king. And the people said, Hosanna, blessed be he that has come in the name of the Lord. And then a few short days later, after they grilling him and trying to find any fault in him, couldn't find any fault, even Pilate, the Roman governor said, I wash my hands of this innocent man. They paraded him through the streets. They struck his face. They ripped his beard. They spat upon him. The one who created all of us is going through this hell. They laid him down onto a piece of, of wood, and the Bible predicted that he would hang on a tree hundreds of years before he was even born. The Bible predicted that he would be pierced, that he would hang between thieves, that he would be betrayed. All of these horrible things, the worst of times, the worst of times, the worst of times. And every time that hammer hit into that nail, piercing his flesh, blood pouring forth, he's raised up on a cross. He said earlier, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Thinking back to that time in the wilderness when serpents came out of the rocks and bit the people because of disobedience. And God told Moses, put a serpent on a pole made of brass, hold it up, and everyone that looks upon that will be cured from that snake bite. The whole camp had the opportunity to believe and be saved. It was a picture of what Jesus was going to do on that cross. And up on that cross, he couldn't breathe. Crucifixion is so horrible because it's a death by asphyxiation. Until you finally can't pull yourself up to breathe anymore, you will slowly and painfully die. And he suffered there on the cross and his mouth was dry and he asked for something to drink and they gave him vinegar. He was mocked even on the cross. Passers-by would shake their heads as he was the worst of the worst. Only the worst were crucified on the cross. His blood dripping down to the base of the Calvary, the hill called Golgotha. The worst of times. As he was taking his final breaths, he said, it is finished. And then his body full of breath and life became cold and dead, just a corpse. The worst of times had just gotten exponentially worse because now the hope of a savior, the hope of a Messiah, the hope that these bones would regather and have life and breath is squashed, it's gone, it's dead, it's over. You've had experiences in your life when you felt the weight of the world upon you, crushing you. You can't breathe. This is the worst moment of all humanity. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the sky grew dark. The earth shook. The creation was mourning the death of the creator. They took his lifeless body down, shattered. Their dreams were gone. Put him into a tomb sealed the door, and left. Roman guards guarding that door. One night, two nights, all of their hopes were gone. And then, one Sunday morning, they came to the grave. And let's read in Luke chapter 24, in verse 1, 
the story of the best of times. Now, upon the first day of the week, by the way, the first day of the week is Sunday. We think the first day of the week is Monday, right? Uh, it's because we take Sunday as a day of worship, so Monday's the first day that we go back to work. If you live in Israel, Sunday's the first day you go back to work. Everybody goes back to work on Sunday. Now, upon the first day of the week, which is Sunday, the first day of creation, by the way, very early in the morning, I love getting up early. I don't always, but I do love it when I do, to see the colors of the sunrise. It's a brand new day. The horizons seem endless, and life has so many possibilities at the sunrise, right? I wonder what that sunrise would have looked like on the resurrection Sunday. Very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher. They weren't there to see if he had risen. They were there to embalm him further, to further care for his body, body that had been hastily wrapped and put into a tomb. And they came, bringing spices which they had prepared and certain others with them, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. I'm sure their first thought was, grave robbers, what happened? Who took his body? I don't think they thought resurrection, although he had predicted it just a few days earlier and many other times. Isaiah 53 also speaks, predicts the resurrection. Luke 24, verse 3, they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, Two men stood by them in shining garments. Talk about confusing. Talk about scared. What in the world is happening? Am I in a dream? And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? Why? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? I love that. They went to a tomb expecting to find a dead corpse. What they found, though, was life. But you know, I think many times we seek the living among the dead. You're thinking, well, things will get better. Things will get better once I get to retirement age and I'll be able to retire and, and get, you know, be freed up to just enjoy life. Well, there's going to be a problem with that. You're going to probably be too old to enjoy life, or you're going to play golf for about a week and say, okay, what's next, All right? You say, well, let me try that. We'll see. We'll see. But many people don't find what they thought they were going to find. They're actually hoping for life, but they're in an empty tomb. Or, or maybe they, they say, well, uh, it's this new marriage or this new job or this new house, and, and I'll finally find uh, what I'm looking for in those things. Or, or maybe the kids will finally leave the house, or I'll pay off the house, or you know, they'll get married, and, and I'll finally find fulfillment in life. Empty tombs, looking for the living among the dead. The only thing that will help you find satisfaction and purpose in this life is Jesus Christ. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. 
Are you interested in the end times prophecy of the rebuilding of the Jewish temple? Then you need to watch InGrace's new video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Jim Scudder Jr. will take you to amazing sites like the Temple Mount, the Dome of the Rock, and the land on the Mount of Olives purchased for the sacrifice of the red heifer. Jim Scudder has exclusive interviews with experts and people involved in rebuilding the temple. This new series will be yours as a thank you for a gift of any amount to InGrace. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes and see how all of this impacts our world today. When your gift is $35 or more, Jim Scudder will also send you an incredible eight-part video series called Armageddon's Dawn and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Don't wait. Get this video series today to order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. Call now, 800-78-GRACE, or order on our secure website, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Folks, all the pain and all the tears and all the hardship that you're facing in this life will be a faint memory when the Lord comes back and those that know him, know those that have received him by faith will be with him and be able to live in a literally a perfect remade world. The Bible says that eye has not seen or ear heard the things that God has in store for them that love him. We can't even imagine what it's gonna be like. If you're saying, well, I don't wanna go to heaven because it sounds boring. You know, floating on a cloud, playing a harp, that'd be fun for a day. What's heaven gonna be like? I don't know, but it's gonna be incredible. And it sure beats the alternative, which is an eternal lake of fire. You say, you don't really believe in hell. The Bible talks a lot about it. Jesus talked more about hell than heaven, folks. So if, would I be pretty stupid if I say I believe Jesus is God, but I don't believe in, in that he taught about eternal hell? I don't think that's what God wants. I know that's not what God wants. God doesn't want any to perish. But you have to come to God on his terms, which are not of works. You cannot save yourself. It is a gift. Just a few days before Jesus had died, well, maybe it was a little before then, he was in Bethany, and he had heard that his friend, Lazarus, was sick, and then Lazarus had died. And Martha, Lazarus' sister, was so perturbed because she said, Lord, if you would have come, he wouldn't have died. But she says, but you know what? I know that you can raise him from the dead. And then Jesus said unto her in John eleven twenty five, 25, I am. By the way, if you know anything about the Bible, you know those two words are extremely significant. They're words that declare self-existence. No one created God. No one created Jesus. He always was. He always will be. I am. I am what? The resurrection. Not only did he rise, he is the resurrection. He is the life. He that what? Believeth in me. So many people think I have to be a better person. I have to try harder. The problem is you can never try hard enough. And if you're trying to save yourself by good works, by praying prayers or trying to help people across the street or whatever your idea of good works are, you're gonna find that you will never be good enough. It will frustrate you. And then Jesus said, he that believeth in me. What does that mean? That means to trust in him, to depend in him, not in yourself, not in your religion, but in Jesus alone. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. 
And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Now, does that mean we won't die physically? No, we probably will one day succumb to something and die physically, but you will never have that second death, which the Bible says is an eternal lake of fire. You will never die if you have believed in me, Jesus. Let me ask you this question that he asked Martha. Believest thou this? Do you believe? Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ? If you haven't, uh, we almost always share this every, every service. Um, the Bible says that all of us have sinned. God, he is perfect. He cannot sin. He has never sinned. Jesus came as God in the flesh. Our sin separates us from him, but he loves us. How do we know that? Because John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When Jesus died on the cross, he died not to show you how to die. He died to pay for your sins. You say, then if he died to pay for my sins, how come not every person is saved? Because the Bible says that you have a free will. God is not gonna force himself on you. He loves you, and love has to be volitional. It has to be a choice. You cannot demand your children to love you. You cannot demand your wife to love you. If you did, even if they said they did, it would be suspect, right? Love has to be a choice, and that's what God says. I paid for your sins. Now will you simply believe in me, trust in me? And when you do, look what happens. We are given everlasting life. You say, well, what if I mess up? What if I, I blow it? Well, you probably will. No, you will, okay? This pastor hasn't arrived. You can ask my wife. She'll be very happy to tell you. But we've, we, we, we still sin, but now we're in the hands of God. He's paid for that sin. We've trusted in him, and you have everlasting life. It's not depending now on how you live. It goes back to that moment in time when you said, I'm a sinner and I can't save myself, but right now I'm putting my trust in Jesus Christ. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Now, I'm, I started the sermon by telling you about the Cheesters, the Christmas and Easter church attenders. Now I'm telling you you don't have to attend church to go to heaven. That's probably very poor theology if you want a big church, right? No, it's actually proper theology because church attendance is important for us to grow, to be with other people that are like-minded, to serve the Lord together, to be encouraged, to be challenged by the preaching of the word of God. But church doesn't save you. Jesus saves you. When you one time in your life say, I can't save myself at this very moment. I don't know the whole Bible, but I do know this. I do believe Jesus died for me, God in the flesh. He died for me and he rose again. And I believe in him. The Bible says, if you'll do that, you'll be saved. And we will continue talking about the resurrection next week here at In Grace as we're approaching Easter in what, about eight days, nine days. And so uh, it's a wonderful time of the year to, uh, you know, springs in the air here in the Chicago area and in the Midwest, uh, probably wherever you are, the weather's changing for the better. Uh, and so that's nice. But also Easter is 
you know, a time that we do think of new beginnings and, and resurrection. And so we're going to continue talking about how the resurrection can change my life all next week at In Grace. Tomorrow, we are going to have a very special episode of In Grace where we interview the makers of the wonderful film, Hope in the Holy Land. We were able to meet these two guys and they made a marvelous film. It talks about the conflict in Israel, the Palestinian issues, uh, and and what are we as Christians supposed to do and supposed to think about all of this? They show a really accurate picture of what's happening. In most media, they, they slant against Israel. And we don't ever slant against Israel. We want you to hear the truth. And then also God says that we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem, that we should love and, and bless Israel. So how do we do that? And how do we understand there is a conflict and there is there are issues that are are out there. Well, Hope in the Holy Land addresses these things. So we're going to talk to the creators of the movie tomorrow, and we're actually going to be playing clips from their movie as well. I think you'll really enjoy that. We also are really excited about a video series that we've recently made here at InGrace. You may have heard us talking about it. You might not have seen it or gotten the full-length version of it. It's a three-part video series called The Quest to rebuild the Jewish temple. We take you in the Dome of the Rock underneath the foundation stone where the Holy of Holies would have stood. We take you into the third holiest mosque in Islam, the Al-Aqsa Mosque. We discuss the issues. How can the Jewish temple be rebuilt as the Bible predicts it will? And as many hearts of the Jewish people are yearning to rebuild the temple, how could this possibly happen with the big problem? That's the Dome of the Rock is in the way. What should we do? Is there any real history that shows us archaeological proof that the temple actually did stand there. Oh, we have all of this and so much more. We followed the red heifers from Dallas to Israel, and it's an exciting time to learn more about Bible prophecy and what's coming, what's happening today in Israel as it relates to rebuilding the temple. Three-part video series. You can get it by DVD or digital download. And you can get it for a gift of any amount to InGrace. When you give a gift to InGrace, I'll just promise you this. We're careful with money. I don't receive a salary from InGrace. I volunteer. Uh, we pay our editors. We pay to broadcast and all the, the expenses of it. But we are very, very careful with money. We use it very far. We don't have big administration costs. We don't have big fundraising costs. So when you give to InGrace, it's almost all almost 100% going right into ministry and more people are hearing the gospel. And you get this great three-part video series, The Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Now, some of you can give a little bit more. If you can give $35 or more right now, we're not only going to send you the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple video series, we're also going to send you Armageddon's Dawn, an eight-part video series filmed in Israel, filmed in Jerusalem and Megiddo, uh, the Valley of Armageddon. We're, we've talked to Randall Price and Menno Kalisher, pastor in Israel. We've talked to Joel Rosenberg, the great author. We, we have all of this in this Armageddon's Dawn video series with a lot of uh, pictures and graphics of what is coming up upon this earth. Armageddon's Dawn, a part video series, and the Armageddon's Dawn prophecy chart, four-color chart that unfolds and it matches exactly with what we're teaching in the Armageddon's Dawn series. You're going to get all three of these great resources that have to do with Bible prophecy for your gift of $35 or more. 
Now, how do you get these things? Well, we're going to have the announcer come back. Uh, Ross is going to tell you uh, the details of how uh, you can call us or you can go to our website or you can write to us. I'll, I'll give it to you right now and then he'll repeat it. I think the easiest way, and this, you can do it anytime. Some of you listen early, uh, late, uh, overnight. Here's how you can go anytime to get these resources. IngraceRadio.com, okay? Very simple, IngraceRadio.com. You can go on your mobile device. You can go on your your laptop, your iPad, whatever, IngraceRadio.com. And there you'll see the offer. It'll be a big banner, the Quest to Rebuild the Jewish Temple. Click on that. You can make your donation and get these great resources. Or you can call us during business hours, 1-800-78-GRACE. 1-800-78-GRACE. My dad, who started our ministry, used to say, it's the unforgettable number. (laughs) Now that I said it, you can't forget it. 1-800-78-GRACE. Or you can write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. God provides so incredibly for us to be able to minister and reach the world. Maybe he wants to use you to help finance more people hearing the gospel. Make an investment in grace and get these great resources. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, Jim Scudder will send you the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple when your gift is $35 or more. He will also send you his eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, and a beautiful End Times Prophecy Chart. Order the quest to rebuild the Jewish temple by calling 800-78-GRACE. Go to our secure website, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.